I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth and my soul shall make it boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. For I sought the Lord. You ever sought to ever seek him? And he heard me and delivered me from all of my fear. And because he did, they said, oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. Anybody want to shout? Blessed is the man that trusted. Anybody trust him this morning? I know you ain't got enough money, but you trust him to pay your bills. Sick in your body, but you trust him to sustain you. No food on the table, but you trust him. And you say, Lord, we thank you for what we're about to receive. Songwriter said it like this, I will trust in the Lord until I die. And I'm going to stay on the battlefield until I die. trying my best to move y'all yeah. yeah. but my soul done got happy yes. soul ever get happy yes. you can be at the end of your rope and your soul can get happy because when I think about the goodness of Jesus all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah Lord I can thank you for saving me oh he's a keeper somebody should praise him because he's a keeper oh to be kept by the power of God good to be in God's house one more time so thankful again for our pastor the more I hear Pastor Haynes preach the young man can show enough preach can he y'all <laughs> been with Pastor Haynes in ministry longer than anybody here. <laughs> Even Sister Bev. I've been there. Thank God for the ministry of his preaching. Thank God for the gift that God has given to this body. 
The Bible says this, and don't, don't, don't miss it. The Bible says this, that God will give us pastors yes. after his heart yeah. to feed us yeah. with knowledge and understanding. Yeah. And here's the shout. God gave us yeah. Richard Benjamin. Yeah. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. After his heart. And God had the nerve to give us the Reverend Dr. Richard. Yeah, he he talks to me every now and then. He says, son, are you ready to preach again? I say, yeah, I, I, I'll be all right. I said, but you're doing good, man. So we're having a good time every week. Yeah. He said, but these young legs need a break. I said, okay, well, I'll give you a break. I want to thank God again for Black History Month. Thank God again for those in our congregation who serve as history makers. I'm just so grateful that we are celebrating the last Sunday of Negro History Month, as my brother Charlie Date says. And... Um, God has a word for Negro History Month. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Just turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Begin our text with verse 20 and 6. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Normally shorter than this, but allow me, because I think black folk need to know the whole story. So just allow me to read from the English Standard Version, Acts chapter 8, beginning at verse 26, says, Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. He rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian a eunuch, a court official, let me say it like the Greeks, of Kandake, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join don't miss it, y'all. His chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of Scripture that he was reading was this, like a sheep. He was led to the slaughter like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, 
does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this, with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. They both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more. He went on his way rejoicing, but Philip found himself at Azotus. And as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. If you allow me this morning to label this lesson and tag this title to this text, God and the Matter of Black Lives. God and the Matter of Black Lives. People of God, the names are all too familiar. The circumstances bring us to painful memories. And in our minds, their faces are emblazoned because our conscious for theirs are reminiscent of our own faces. Trayvon Martin, Renisha McBride, Eric Garner, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Philando Castile, Brianna Taylor, and who could forget? adjacent to us, Ahmaud Arbery. Their names roll off our tongue so easily and even subconsciously because we carry them in our hearts and in our souls every single day. These men and women, people of God, whose lives were cut short, the names ring like echoes through time enabling us to hear the rattling of chains on the west coast of Africa. The waves beating upon the ship in the middle passage. The gavels sounding in the markets on the shores of the new world. The cries of families that were torn apart. The cannons of the Civil War, the lynchings and the singing of Dixie during deconstruction, reconstruction, the burning of courthouse documents, 
in Jim Crow. The dogs, the bombs, and the fire hoses of the civil rights movement. All this, though, was codified and crystallized in the final minutes of a young man named George Floyd. From all this came a rallying cry that black lives matter. It came a rallying cry, but the organization got the cry from a worldly ideology. And what they lacked, people of God, was a biblical theology. Yeah. 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 It had protests without the provision of his peace. It sought to sanctify the soul without the sovereignty of the Savior. All right. All right. I want to teach you today that long before Black Lives Matter, the God that we serve told us in his word that black lives matter. So, if you're white chocolate, like a zero, if you're caramel coated, like a Milky Way, if you're milk chocolate, like an Eminem. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're special dog. All right. Like a Hershey ball. You can give God praise because in his word, yeah. it tells us a long time ago that God cares yeah. about black lives. And I know somebody already asked the question, and I'm glad you asked, how do we know that God cares about black lives. If y'all go with me just a minute in his word in Genesis 1. The God that we serve, it says that he flung the stars in space. That he made the universe and every galaxy thereof. The sun, moon, God made them. And then he hovered over the face of the deep. God did this. Then from the face of the deep came dry land, and from the dry land came trees, came grasses, came herbs, every creeping thing. And God said when he made them that it was good. But then God did something amazing. He took the very dust of the ground. Whether that dust was red, whether it was blonde like sand, or whether it was black like soil. He took the dust of the earth, formed himself a man, breathed into the man the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. And don't get it twisted, don't miss it. When he made the man, he said that it was very. I wish somebody would shout right there. I don't care what you look like, how kinky your hair is, how straight your hair is, how tall you are, how round you are. God made you and the Bible says you are very. We 
we are the pinnacle of creation. And then God had the nerve to say, not only is it very good, but we are made in his image. And his likeness. That this text helps us to understand that black lives always matter <coughs> to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me show you how much they matter to God right here from the text. Strangely enough, black lives matter so much to God that God sent his strongest messenger to give a message to a prophetic preacher about the life of a black man. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. All right. The Bible says the angel of the Lord. I'm walking in the text. If y'all don't already know the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Uh, that shouts me, y'all, because the angel of the Lord had showed up only four other times in the New Testament. All right. All right. He showed up to Mary, who was to bear the Christ. Yeah. He showed up to Mary's husband, Joseph, who was to raise the Christ. He showed up to, uh, to Peter, Jesus' disciple, who was to walk with the Christ. But then he shows up to this prophetic preacher, Philip, who was going to proclaim Christ. To a black man going south on the road. Is there somebody here that can shout, thank God for the time that he called by name, sought out me, and told somebody to tell them about Jesus? The angel of the Lord came and spoke to Philip and told him to go south. The road south is a deserted and a dry place. And man, I love Philip because Philip loves God so much that he don't even ask questions. Mm -hmm. Bible says he just went. Yeah. Yeah. Went into the wilderness, into the dry place, into the desert place, not knowing what God had in store for him. But really God did it for somebody else. He goes into this desert place. And while he goes down the desert road, there is, and can't you see it with your mind's eye, a caravan. But it ain't any kind of caravan. It's our caravan. All right. I believe the young man was probably on 22. <laughs> Stunting and flossing in his own caravan. The Bible says that he was reading the book of Isaiah. My first point is that God will meet you right where you are. I know we're not shouting right now, but thank God for meeting me right where I was. I know some of us were not in church when the Lord met us. But thank God that he's a kind of God that he can look beyond where you are and find you right in where you are and deliver you from where you are. God will find us where we are. Look at this man. He is in a dry place, y'all. Let me parenthetically say that you can have a lot of stuff and still not have salvation. Amen. 
And let me say it like this, black folk, ain't nothing wrong with having stuff. But the Bible declares that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You can hold your hand up and shout right now to God for your stuff, but thank God, God, you are more than my stuff. He has a lot of stuff, but he's still in a desperate situation. Bible says he's been to Jerusalem to worship. Uh, he is an Ethiopian. Yeah. I, I, love, yeah. I love Luke. Luke is the only gospel writer who is Gentile. Right. And his message is a message for the Gentile. And Luke says he is an Ethiopian. In the original language, he says he is an atheist. He says that there is no dignity and no doubt that this is a black man. Because atheist means burnt faith. That you ought to shout to God that he has a message tailor-made for you because if you are part of the burnt face crowd, the Lord has a way of finding you right where you are. Even in your dry place, you ought to shout that God found me right where I was. He is burnt face. But he also has some issues. The Bible declares that he is a eunuch. Almost a strange scenario, y'all. He is a eunuch. He's a black man from not Ethiopia, really. He's from what would be modern-day Sudan. From a kingdom called Morocco. He's actually Nubian. But anytime somebody who wasn't burnt face saw somebody who was, they called him atheops. But he is a eunuch. There are places on his body that have been cut off. Is there anybody here that can thank God? That even the things in my life that I can't show nobody else. God has a way of finding me beyond the faults and the failures of my own life. He can look beyond your faults. Wish somebody would shout right now because that's what he did when he saved your soul. He looked beyond your fault. And he saw your need. I love the way the Lord works, y'all, because God will tailor make your salvation. God got the right teacher. Yes. Y'all let me hang on. Uh, right. Let me tell you about Philip. Mm -hmm. Philip already knows how to witness to folk who are marginalized. All right. All right. It was Philip who was one of the seven who were chosen in Acts chapter 6 when the folk in the camp of the church who were being marginalized God said, I need you to take care of everybody in the camp. All right. 
And it was Philip who was one of the seven chosen to take care. He already understands how to deal with marginalized people. All right. But not only did he do that, Philip had just been to Samaria. All right. Samaritans were hated by the Jews. Philip has already witnessed to them. And now God calls him to this Ethiopian eunuch. But not only can God tailor make the teacher, he can tailor make the text. All right. Yeah. In the text, he's reading Isaiah 53. How many can shout that God don't work in coincidence? Lord, we serve works in purpose. And I thought somebody might shout right there because even in the middle of your life, God will show up with his purpose and can turn your situation around. Is there anybody here that has ever had your situation turned around because you were smack dab in the middle of God's purpose and if you're in his will, you are in the place you need to be. God. The text is tailor-made. And the text speaks of God's, uh, uh, of, the, of the Messiah being led to the place of salvation. I mean, led to the place of, of his demise. And see, like a sheep he went before his shearer, he was silent. Said that justice was cut off from him. That we ought to be thankful that Jesus, the just one, gave up his justice so we could live in a just place. That he did it. He, he, the text speaks of the suffering of the Savior. It's amazing because if you have no other Old Testament text, go home and read it. Read Isaiah 53. 700 years before Jesus ever shows up and it was like it was reading Jesus' mail. Because it speaks of the coming of the Messiah. And then I love this man because we know he's got money and he's in his own chariot. He ain't in a government vehicle. Y'all miss it. I'm right there in the text. His chariot. He is. Oh, yeah. I just thought if it was his, I'm, I'm sure it was a blacked out Range Rover. Because he like me. That'll be where he'll get at. He was in his chariot. With gold trim on it. He was in his chariot. He was reading a scroll, y'all. So that tells us not only did he have money to buy things, he had money to read. He was educated. I'm believing this brother was probably the first HBCU graduate. Y'all think I'm lying? He reading. Nobody read during those times. The only way you read is you had to be educated. But he's not only reading, he has a scroll of Isaiah. And maybe on his way going to Jerusalem, he stopped by the library at Alexandria, picked up him some books so he could read. Is there anybody here? Teach your children to read. All right. 
one of my sons is here. He, he was an avid reader, y'all. That's amazing. He told me one time, he, he said, Dad, I'm the top reader in my class. All right. All right. You know how you are as a dad. Third grade, I'm like, man, that's good. And they're going to celebrate me on a certain day. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there. When I walked into the school, y'all, you know, he said, I'm the top reader in my class. I'm thinking 25, 28 folk in his little classroom. That was a battle in the school when I walked up. The number one reader in all of third grade was another young man named Richard Benjamin Haynes. But not this one right here with my son. You ought to thank God that God, we are come from a people a long, long time ago who already knew how to read and God was leading him by his spirit in his word. But thank God, God sent somebody. Don't miss it. He he can read y'all and don't miss it. He can read because he understands the text. He just doesn't understand some questions in the text. He says to Philip, who in the world is the prophet talking about? That makes me know he knows what kind of literature he's reading. He's reading a prophetic text. And he says, who in the world is he talking about? You ought to thank God that he'll meet you right where you are. He'll cover your who. Your black face and all. But he'll also answer your wives. Says, who is he talking about? Himself or somebody else? He says, starting with that text. This is what I love about Salem Church. Learn how to start where folk are. Y'all missed it. You and I need to be so full of God's word. That if folk on the street ask us questions about God's word. I know I'm right about the Bible says we should always be ready to give an answer for everyone who asks. And then we ought to do it with gentleness and respect. Is there anybody here that's got enough word in them? That if somebody asks you, start right where they are. He said, and he preached the good news of Jesus to him. Right there. And I don't know where Philip started. But I can imagine in my mind that he said that this is Jesus' death. But brother, I got to take you back to why his death is efficacious. Because he was born of a virgin long, long time ago. That they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Laid him in a manger. And they said the night that this baby was born. There were shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flock. And the minute glory moved from heaven to earth, it said they said glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and and goodwill unto men. I can imagine that's where he started. But he said he was born in Bethlehem. But raised in Nazareth. He was raised in a place that didn't nobody like. Ain't that just like a God who loves us? 
raised in the ghetto, if you will. He was raised in the ghetto. Come, somebody said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Is there anybody here that had looked at your own life? And you can wave your hand and somebody thought you wouldn't go nowhere because of where you came from. But I'm glad to tell you that there is a God that can take you from wherever you are. Raise you up. Raised in Nazareth. Said that he was baptized by John in the joy. I can imagine he he went about healing the sick and he went about raising the dead and 5,000 hungry souls Jesus fed. He said that they took this same Jesus and they accused him of wrongdoing. And one night they accosted him and they whipped him all night long. They whipped him all night long and then Pilate had the nerve to put Jesus on a cross and he didn't know that was the mistake he was making because Jesus told them that if you lift me up I'll draw don't miss it all men black men burnt face men I'll draw them unto me he says this is where he got to because he said this is where he was that his justice was taken away from him. He answered the why in his life. And the Bible declares that when Philip preached the gospel to the black man, that the desert place that he was in became a well flowing up with the water of salvation. I'm just of the mind that when Philip was exegeting the Bible text, he was washing him in the spiritual word of God. And God said because he got my word down in his heart, now he understands that he can be. And don't miss it, y'all. Don't miss it. God can answer your why. He asked Philip an unusual question. He said, what prevents me? Don't miss it. It ain't because of his skin color. It's because of his deformity. Wish y'all heard me this morning. That there's nothing in our lives so bad that can prevent us from being baptized by the one who created us. He had been to worship in Jerusalem. Some folk think that this marauding prince would have traveled over a thousand miles to worship the God of Israel. But here it is. When he got to the temple, y'all, because he was a Gentile and because he was a eunuch, he could only enter into his gate with thanksgiving. Because a deformed man couldn't get into the courts with praise. But can't you see him now? He's thankful unto him. And he can bless his name because he knows that the Lord is good. And he knows that his mercy endureth 
and his spiritual shortcomings. And the Bible declares that when he got baptized, I can see it in my mind's eye because he is a royal servant. And it's amazing. It says nothing. It tells us that he's Kandake's treasurer. But he probably paid this trip on his own dime. All right. All right. And if he paid it on his own dime, the Bible says he has a caravan. Yes. Uh-huh. So he got other bros with him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably are his servants, uh-huh. but they're with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he loves them. Uh-huh. And can't you see, brother, can't you see, young brother, he looked at them in his salvation. And he said, it's time to turn up. says that when he got saved he started rejoicing and can't you hear the drums of West Africa the drums of East Africa can't you see him moving his feet lifting his hands because God has visited him in a desert place God has come to him in his burnt face God has covered him in his informalities, God has come to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there is celebration. After God answers his wife, and then God showed him in baptism his house. All right. And I just want to let you know that wherever you are, even those online, that the God we serve cares about you. That from the beginning of time, God cared for you. He loved you even when you didn't love yourself. He loved you when you thought you were not good enough in this world. He loved you when you thought you were too black and you were too ugly. But you ought to thank God that he made you in his image I'm just trying to help somebody out the Lord cares for you he cares for you because he wrapped you up in his love a long time ago I just need somebody to lift their hands and understand that God cares for you no matter what you're going through right now the Lord I serve cares for you he will call somebody to speak to you he will meet you in your desert place he cares for you I just know somebody know that the Lord we got cares about you no matter how far you think you are from his love he cares for you Uh, so you think you think that you you can't make it through and you feel that all hope is gone I need you to remember that God cares for you and he knows he knows what's best for you I declare he cares he cares for you cared about you on the road to 
to the desert place cared about you and your black self cared about you and your shortcomings cared for you when you were reading his word and didn't know what to do cared for you when you came to some water and is there anybody here he cared for you when he gave you his good news the good news that he died he died one Friday laid him in a bar or tomb but I'm so glad that the God we serve cared so much that after he died laid him in that tomb stayed there all night Friday all day Saturday all night Friday night but the same God that died he rose up on Sunday morning with all power in his hand power to save you your kinky hair, power to save you, and your high yellow self, power to save you, and your cold black self, is there anybody here knows that he cares for you, so I just want to let you know, Jesus knows, Jesus cares, Jesus knows how much you can bear, so don't you ever, don't you ever just keep the faith, and don't give up, for he cares for you. Thank him that he's a caring God. He cares about the way you look because he made you in his image. He cares about what you have in your sin because he'll cleanse you. I'm just trying to let you know God cares. So, so we don't get it twisted. I just want you to know that your life, your, your black life has always mattered to God. But two chapters later, God saved an Italian man too. I'm just trying to let you know that his word is for everybody. It's never been a white man's religion. No matter what the slave owners tried to tell and tried to indoctrinate in the mind of our forepanels. But they, they read in Psalm 68 that the men of Cush would bring their gifts to God and outstretch their long, smooth face, skin hands and thank him. But God cares. Yes, he, does. he cares for you right where you are. And no matter what you're dealing with, you can give your soul to him. No matter what you look like, how big your head is, how far your eyes are apart from each other. Go home and look at yourself. You don't look as good as you think. But that image was marred. But don't miss it. There's coming a day. When the same God that made us in his image. Will make the same body. 
new. I know what I'm talking about. Revelation says every nation, every tribe, every tongue. If you want to know what heaven looks like, just look around you, people of God. It looks like all of us. Jesus keep don't miss me near the cross there's a precious fountain and it's free to all a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain What I love about the song, when it goes into the verse, the, the prepositions change. Because it talks about being near the cross. But the only way he saved your soul is you got to get in it. In the cross, be my glory forever. If it will, just stand to your feet. This is your invitation. Of salvation. That if you don't know him. He's calling you right now. Give your life to the cross. Oh, there, there. Oh, somebody needs to be moved. with your mouth the Lord Jesus believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you shall be saved from
tear. Come give you join one of God's great first family. struggle for some. You stand there and you, you, you know that you need to move and there's one spirit that says stay and one that says move. And you can't always rush that. You see what's happening here? It's good when you think about it and you have a moment to think about where you are. Think about your condition where you are. And then you move. So I want to make sure, I want to make sure that you've had time to think about it. And think about the fact that this may be your last chance. So now is the time. You don't have to wait until next week. You can come right now. The door is open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Why don't we bless the Lord in here? Why don't we bless the Lord in this house? Amen. 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 
Amen. We just asked our clerk to tell us who has come today. Pastor Hayne, we have Michaelina Hamuch and Vera Golden coming today. Amen. Amen. We bless God. Y'all thank the Lord. Bless the Lord for you. Amen. You all stand. Amen. We just thank God that he continues to add to his family, add to our family. We thank God for these already been baptized, already baptized, already saved. We thank God Brother Golden came last week, so we were looking at him. We were waiting on you. Amen. Amen. This your mom? This, this, your, this your baby? Your niece? All right. All right. Already tied in. We bless God for you. So happy to have you a part of Salem Church. Going to ask if you all will just go right through the doors over there. They're waiting on you. Y'all bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a storm out on the ocean. And it's moving this way. Give God praise in this house. Give God praise in this house. Amen, amen. We thank God for his word. We sure enough thank God for this preacher. Amen. I want, I want you to bless, I want you to bless the Lord like this is your, like this was your son. 
Amen. Bless, bless, bless the Lord like this with your son. Amen, amen, amen. He happens, happens to be ours. But, but I, I want all y'all to be just as happy as I am. Thank God for the preached word. I thank God for what he has done and what he is doing in the life of Pastor Jason Haynes. Amen. 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 Thank God for all of you. To Reverend Key, we want to thank you for this whole month of celebration and, and this, amen. This whole committee, this heritage committee, I want to thank you for all your hard work. Uh, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Um, I hope you've been in, in, in these, uh, all of our meetings. But if you haven't, you just you don't need to miss whenever you hear this name, the Heritage Committee, you need to get in. You need to see what's going on. All right, is, is Miss Ruby here? Miss Ruby Neal, are you in the house? Okay, she, we did we did give her her honor on yeah we honored her on yesterday, but we just need to call her name. Sister Ruby Neal is the face of history, uh, in not not just in this church but in Gwinnett County. She's the face of history. She's a part of our church. Uh, she we got her honors on yesterday, but we just thank God for her, and we thank God for all that she does all through the hallways, in the hallways, and in the back there. You see her work. Uh, she makes sure that she has displays for, for Black History Month, and we want to thank her uh, for this whole month, just making sure that we never forget how far God has brought us from. Again, to all of our guests, we thank you for choosing Salem as your place of worship. We are so happy that you're here in this house. We've got to prepare ourselves now for our observance. Oh, I, I said the wrong Sunday, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. I keep telling y'all I'm getting old. I keep telling y'all, y'all don't believe me, but I'm getting there. Amen. But we, we want to prepare now for, for our altar call, altar prayer. I'm grateful today in the congregation. I, I, I was trying my best to remember his name, and I thought of it, and then I forgot it again. <laughs> but brother, stand up and get, tell, me, tell me your name again. I was at the hospital with him just a few weeks ago. Stevens, that's it, that's it. I, I, I know it. I just can't remember everything all the time. Daniel, Daniel was in an accident about a little over a month ago. Uh, so such a turbulent. They, they had to cut him out of the car. Uh, and uh, he's a, you can look at him and tell he's a basketball player. He's a good one. Had to cut him out of the car, and he came out uh, with very, very, very little injured, but not nothing like what the car was looking like. 
And we just want to thank God today for just sparing Daniel just for what he has done. Amen, amen, amen. He is one of those Salem babies. Him and his sister, they, they don't know nothing but him. They don't know nothing but Salem. They were born, raised here, baptized here. I blessed them when they were babies. And we just thank God for what he has done in his life. So as we, as we prepare to come to the altar, Amen. You see, y'all see why y'all see why I have to have. I have to have a son. I, I thank God for him. I, I want to I want us to do something. We we and let me first of all thank you. Let me thank you for your generosity to this the food pantry. Let me thank you. Uh, you all did a fantastic those who sent food in, those who have brought food by. I just want to give thanks. It, $1,600, somewhere around, somewhere in the neighborhood, $1,600 you all just brought, just, just sent in. We thank you for that, for the food pantry. Y'all bless the Lord for what we're doing. Amen. So we had, we had funds that have been sent in. We have folk who have brought food by. The food pantry is looking better. Y'all hear me? It's looking better. It's looking better. Uh, it, it is not that people are not giving. It is that there's such a great need. There's such a great need. And we have here in, we have taken on the responsibility here in this community of trying to make sure that nobody goes to bed hungry. That's our goal. Our goal, we don't want any parent to have to put their children in the bed without feeding them. Uh, that's just what we do. We don't just shout here on Sunday morning. We do what we can do to try to make life what it should be here. So what I want to do, and we now please know you can still uh, send in fund, whatever funds you, you desire to send in to help. Please, uh, you can send them in online. You can drop them by the office. What I want to do, and I think next Sunday will be a good Sunday, what I'm going to do, and see, I don't understand a lot of the online stuff and stuff, but I, I like to just sort of be hands-on stuff. So I want next Sunday, next Sunday, uh, if my calendar is right, uh, Tina, is my, am I, will I be here next Sunday? <laughs> yeah, I want to make sure. Okay, I'm here next Sunday. Okay, I want, what I, this is what I want to do. I want, I want to, everybody to stop on your way to church and get whatever you can and just bring it. Just bring it. We're going we're gonna to be ready to receive it. We're going to be ready to receive it. We're gonna, matter of fact, we'll open the food pantry and we'll, we'll receive it when, when you come. So everybody just bring what you can when you come. Whatever. whatever uh, Deacon Bailey, come and tell them what to bring. <laughs> Praise the Lord, non-perishables. We have a great need for peanut butter, jelly, canned goods, cereal. Last month, we served 163 families and 380 children. Oh, bless the Lord. See, oh, we don't just come up in here and shout on Sunday morning. We, this is a full-time job, full-time thing, so please. Whatever you can bring on next Sunday, please, we have pe we're going to have people in place uh, to receive it when you come to worship. 
Now, I hope you remember. I hope you remember. If you don't remember, I got something else for you. Amen. But I'll wait until we see what you do next Sunday morning. So please, that's everybody. Y'all, get on the phone. Get on you. Get on the phone and call each other. Remind them Saturday night. You remember Pastor said for us to bring something. For us to bring something to, to, the, to the food pantry. Amen. 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 So we look forward for everybody just to just do what we can do, and then we'll take it from there. Amen. Amen. We're going to ask Pastor Ross now. He's going to lead us in our altar prayer. Uh, prayer is always in order. And as we prepare to leave, we're going to ask that those who desire just to come together in prayer, won't you just make your way to the front that we can just pray together. Amen. 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 Yeah, Daniel, God bless you, buddy. Yeah. want to get low, Lord God, to acknowledge just how high and how big you are, Father. Yes, we humble ourselves before a great and awesome God, Lord God, because we heard in Genesis, Lord, that you, you, you spoke everything else into existence. But when it came to man, you put your hands on us, Father. When it came to man, you said, let us make man. And you dug into the earth and you dug into the ground and you, you gather the dust of the earth, Lord God, and you put your hands on us and you formed us in your likeness and in your image, Father. But the thing that blesses me, Father, is that you never took your hands off us, God. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, 
for the young man that was in the car accident. He didn't survive, Lord God, because of just luck, Father God, because your hand was still on him, God. God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, all of us that woke up this morning, we didn't wake up because we set our alarm clocks. We woke up because you kept your hands on us, God. And so, God, we just thank you, Lord God, for your finger of love always being present upon us, Father. Lord, we're going into next week, Father. But guess what, God? You're already there. And that situation is going to show up. It's going to, going to, going to raise our timbrels. It's going to get us in a place of upset, Father God. Your finger is already there, Father God. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God, because we can get it now, Lord, that you are keeping your hands on us so no matter what shows up next week. Your hand of love is already on us, Father God, and you are already there, and you have already fixed it, so we don't have to try to work it out because you have already worked it out, Father. Oh, God, I just thank you, Lord. How you're keeping those that are in a state of bereavement. How you're continuing to minister, Lord God, when there is no preacher in the pew, Lord God, or no, no people in the pulpit, no preacher in the pews, Lord God. We, we thank you, Lord God, because... Lord, when we're in the midst of it, Lord God, in the, in the wee hours of the morning, Lord God, you can, you can dry our tears, Father. And so, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for even those that's on a sick bed, Lord God, been, been in the sick room, been dealing with sickness for a long time, Father. But, Lord, I pray that you help them to remember that you kept them, God. That you just keep on keeping on, Father. And we just thank you, Lord God, because if we just keep on giving you praise, Lord God, there, there's a blessing that's attached to it, God. Father, we glorify your name, Lord God. There are some of us that came, Lord God, we don't, but we really don't have nothing to ask you for, Lord. We just simply came to say thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord God, because every time we turn around, you keep on blessing us. We just came to say thank you, Lord God, because you keep on looking out for us. We just came to say thank you, Lord God, because your angels are working on our behalf. We, we just came to say thank you, Lord God, because you keep calling tomorrow, Father. We came to say thank you, Lord God, because you're keeping our children safe in our absence, Father. We just came to say thank you, Lord. But most importantly, Lord God, we're coming to say thank you simply because you're worthy. You're worthy, Lord God. That you looked upon the world, Lord God, and you said, I love them, and I'm going to send my son to save them. I'm going to send my son to pay the price, the full price. I'm not just going to have five, but I'm going to pay the whole price. And so, God, I thank you, Lord God, for paying the whole price for our sins. That is played. That, that is obliterated. We don't have nothing to pay for, Lord God. But, but, Lord, if we can just tip you just a little bit, let us tip you with some praise, God. Oh, Father, we just thank you and we glorify your name. This moment, Lord God, that lets us know that we are covered and we've always been covered, no matter what we look like. We've always been covered through trials and tribulations. We've always been covered in the past and in our future, Lord God. We've always been covered, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, because in the future tense, you've already done it. It's already been fulfilled, and so we can say yay and amen because, God, you've already done it, and my yes is my praise unto you. 
Oh, Father, we just thank you. Father, we love you. We adore you, Lord God. We pray this prayer. But Lord God, if anything has escaped my humble lips, has escaped my, 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 fri my, my, my frailty, my finite mind, Father, Lord, I just thank you for being God. And the fact that you're God, you have already taken care of it all. We thank you, Lord God, and we pray this prayer. In the mighty and matchless name of Christ Jesus, we do ask it all. Amen and amen. electronically online whether you're at home we want you to continue to give make sure through give Lafayette through the cash app um, so we want to give everybody the opportunity to give even those who are in the house but those who also want to give just financially so make sure we're giving that way
communion of his Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all stay together. There are several ways to submit your time. ways to submit your tithe and offering. Seven, Lilburn, Georgia, three zero zero four eight or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.